Hey team, just before we get into this week's podcast, I wanted to let you know that this week's podcast is brought to you by ACC's Ride Forever. If you haven't done a Ride Forever course, I highly recommend you do one. Uh, Riders who have attended Ride Forever courses are 27% less likely to crash and submit an ACC claim. Courses are 70% on road uh, with a strong focus on learning how to read the road, positioning for the best view through the corners, riding the corners and situational awareness. Uh, They're put together by riders for riders riders and we couldn't recommend you do one highly enough so do yourself a favor get yourself on a ride forever course whatever you do though if you are riding over the new years and holiday period please stay safe keep the rubber side down throttle on uh, and check out rideforever.co.nz when you get home thanks ride forever for sponsoring this episode of kiwi rider podcast Welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray Heron. Joining me is my trusty sidekick, no, sidekick's derogatory, <laughs> co-host Matthew Day Gillett. Hello! <laughs> I'm, I'm here again. I'm doing really well at the moment, aren't I? <laughs> you are, but we couldn't round off the year without you because this oh. is our final episode of the year. It is the This episode is going out on the 30th of December, a couple of days before New Year's. Uh, we're recording this in November, so don't don't shoot us if anything happens in, in the world ends <laughs> in December. But essentially, Matt, what I wanted to do, and we're recording video-wise for the first time ever, going out on YouTube as well as all the podcasting platforms, I wanted to wrap up. Yeah, yeah you get your hair right. <laughs> you got a bit of uh, spinach in your teeth there, mate. Um, what I wanted to do was... Uh, a 2021 retrospective because so much has happened this year and our first item on the list is our Molesworth and Rainbow trip can you believe that that was this year I mean that was so long ago oh heck yeah I, I still have dreams and fantasies like just wanting to go back <laughs> um, yeah it's, I can't all the stuff that's happened um, all the stuff we've done it's insane that that was January yeah, so we kicked off the year, if you if you didn't catch it on the podcast, we kicked off the year with our Great Rides of New Zealand series, which was a few different rides culminating in a trip to the South Island. Matt, you rode Cambridge to Wellington, we jumped on the ferry, we went down uh, Taylor Pass, uh, Port Underwood, Taylor Pass, uh, our Teddy Valley Road, Molesworth stayed in Hanmar that night with uh, Brett Cotton uh, and Ollie Cotton. Uh, and then we did the rainbow back up and then Mangatapu track. It was a mammoth event. Oh, heck yeah. And um, I definitely recommend Brett as a uh, tour guide. He took us, we had no clue about the Mangatapu at the time when we left. And then he just slotted it in nicely and sort of go, oh, no, you'll be sweet. You'll be sweet. <laughs> and it was definitely far more challenged than we were prepared for mentally. But like getting to the top of that place. He knew um, we were doing and, it and, and we didn't, didn't we? He, he slipped it right <laughs> in there about five minutes before we went. He's like, got a track for you. Come on, guys. Yeah, but man, was it worth it? Like, it was fan freaking tastic. I am, um, yeah, I'm really sad that we haven't really been able to catch up with Brett and Ollie again. Um, Ollie since sold uh, Rosie's twin, which I don't think we actually ever officially named, um, but I saw that's got moved on to a new owner. So I'm back to being the only one with a rally. 
Um, it was it was random because of course we met Ross as well. Random Facebook uh, post. Ross came along on the CRF two hundred and fifty L. So we had three Honda CRFs. Yeah, it was great. Um, speaking of Ross, my understanding is um, I've talked to him now and then. Um, Little Lane Rider, um, if you want to follow him on, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, um, he's got some great stuff up on there. Actually, it's really he's done some amazing rides on that little two hundred and fifty, including breaking the subframe, which apparently is a rite of passage if you own a two hundred and fifty L. But he's going to walk the country next. Is he? Because um, he, he's in the North yeah. Island now. Last I heard, he was was he Taranaki or yeah, somewhere near Taranaki. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his, that's quite cool for him. Um, but and we met, we had great a great time. We met um, our two mates from the ferry. Yeah, don't even, I can't even remember their names, but they joined us on the ferry. And as well. um, yeah, K- KLR guy and DR guy. Um, oh, sorry, guys, I've completely blanked on your names. Um, Go back no, and listen to the so episodes and, and you'll get them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that was such a fantastic trip. Um, and it's basically for my riding year that <laughs> basically we started off with the highlight and it's kind of just gone downhill ever since. Of course, then uh, after the uh, Molesworth and Rainbow trip, we, we didn't do a whole lot of riding together. Uh, it's been a bit of a disjointed year for that. But uh, we went and did the TTAR, the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride, based out of Raglan. Uh, of course, Todd and I got up early that morning, uh, the Friday morning or something. We rode up to Raglan. We met you and Ben and everyone else up in Raglan, and we had a whale of a yeah, time. we even had my dad. And your dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah dragged my dad, dad along. He's got a tiger, Tiger Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, he's still not selling it. Um, he was, went through a period where he was looking, oh, I could go for a Royal Enfield. And he brought it up the other week. I was at his place um, when I broke out of lockdown. And, you know, oh, gorgeous interceptor, Royal Enfield 6, gorgeous. And I kept going, well, just get rid of the Tiger. Buy one. They're affordable. And, oh, no, I couldn't do that. Wouldn't be allowed. And I'm like, mum wants you to hit, get on something small that you actually ride and use. It's manageable. But no, he's still got Humpty Dumpty. Um on a trickle charger in his garage. <laughs> so we did the uh, 330-odd Ks of the TTAR around uh, or around your neck of the woods because I've seen you doing a lot of um, test rides on different bikes around around Kafia and, you know, the um, yeah, Watomo area. Yeah, Kafia Raglan Coast. Yeah, um, not going to lie, it, was, um, it felt good to be able to hoon off ahead of you guys on the bigger capacity bikes and... Um, sort of just leave you in my dust a bit because I knew the roads a heck of a lot better than you it guys. It did, and it showed. Um, both Todd <laughs> and I, me on the T7, Todd on the Tiger 800, we could keep up with you, but that's all we could do. <laughs> yeah, that was a phenomenal trip. Again, that was a pretty big highlight of the year because that was postponed at first, um, and then we ended up in the sort of, it was what, April when we eventually got to do it? We were meant to do it in March? Yeah. Um, so it was we got a little mini not- lockdown earlier on in the year, and that pushed it out. Uh, lockdown in Auckland anyway, and so it got pushed out to to early winter, and it was a bit damp and a bit cold, but then it, it turned out to be a beautiful sunny day. So, yeah. yeah we got um, some great photos of the bikes, actually. Um, it was, yeah, fan- turned into a fantastic day. I was sort of in and out of my, my wets and, yeah, sweating like a mofo. Um, but the beer at the end of the day at the, what was it? Is it a Cozy Club or? The Raglan Club. Club? Yeah, the beers at the end of the day were worth it. Definitely. Uh, an event that we didn't get to do, which I tried to recreate, <laughs> but I've since seen what happened down there and I understand now. The Pan America launch, the Harley-Davidson Pan America, Harley's first ever adventure bike, 
we were we were booked to fly into Nelson, pick up some bikes, ride them through to Blenheim. It was going to be awesome. And then, you know, a couple of a couple of days before we went, it, we were starting to see weather warnings, and we were like, uh, you know, <laughs> almost tropical cyclone stuff was going down. And we we're like, no, no, they won't cancel it. We're on adventure bikes. We'll be fine. And then, <laughs> literally, the morning of, about a minute yep. after Ben gets on the plane, they pull the pin. <laughs> Yeah, poor Ben. Yeah, he ended up in Auckland, and then it was also the day of the groundswell protest with all the farmers and their tractors blocking. That's the right, it was too. Um, and he ended up spending basically his whole day sitting in a rental car on the southern motorway in Auckland. Um, so I don't want to say that the farmers made an enemy that day, but they didn't make a friend in Ben because that made it he went from a bad day to a terrible day although i i um, went to try and recreate that i uh i grabbed the pan america and of course the um the v-strom 1050 uh, a few weeks ago now and went down there and uh i got all the way to the gates of the molesworth fine before i found out they were locked uh, a lot of those roads have been really badly um damaged like the uh when, oh, when, when we like- when we did the um the Queen Charlotte Drive, that 50k stretch from essentially Havelock through to uh, to Picton, and it was um, there were nine sets of temporary traffic lights on that road because of the slips. Yeah, well, hasn't like part of the road washed away in sections as well? And many, many, many places. Yeah, just just a mess. Yeah, it's going to take a long time. Plus, with all the lockdowns and all the shortages and that, it's going to take a long while for all that to get back to the pristine condition it was um, when we did it in January, I think. Exactly. And it's been a long time since um, we've uh, managed to get any kind of massive bike launches underway. Like You and I have not really ridden many bikes this year because of it. Yeah, well, I was just looking at my um, Facebook memories um, today, and um, like as you said earlier, we're recording this in November, Two years ago today, I was on my last international bike launch, which was the Tenere 700 launch in Australia. Oh, that's right. That was was so dark on you too. (laughs) (laughs) That was the last time. That's two years ago now. Wow. Um, That was the last time I got on a plane and got, and yeah, it's like, where's that time gone? Let's talk uh, about bikes. Um, it's been a year now since I picked up the Tenere 700. I'm really enjoying my T7. I love it. I probably do too much commuting on it. Like, it's kind of wasted on the commute, but it's a great bike. It really is. Um, and you'll remember from doing the launch uh, that, that they're just such fun to ride. And they, the CP2 oh, engine yeah, is just CP2, so lively. Yeah. Love that engine. Speaking of the CP2, though, uh, this year we saw the the end of the Yamaha R6, the four-banger 600cc uh, sport bike, uh, replaced by the R7, utilising that CP2 engine. Yeah, and I believe that bike's sort of very, very near to being in the country um, with all the COVID delays and everything. Um, I think it's pretty cool, and it's um, a great idea, sort of taking sort of your sports bikes which have been neglected and sort of losing favor with riders and everything because they've just been getting so high strung so track focused and sort of just hitting the reset button and bringing out something that's going to be great for the road um i think that's um, a great move by yamaha i do wonder Um, i do wonder though if they're um they're almost spreading the they're almost watering down the soup a bit too much because you've now got 
Tenere 700, MTO 7 lambs and uh, high output. So I'm going to count that as two different bikes. So you got three. You got the XSR 600, is it? 700? That's using 700 the 700 plus the lambs version. You can get that in lambs too. Okay, so that's another two. Yeah. So that's seven bikes to my rough, uh, six bikes to my rough maths. Uh, what else have you got? You've got the Tracer 700. You've got, that's a lot of bikes using the same power plant. Are we at risk of, of just getting a bit boring? No, I don't think so. Cause that's, well, one, it's, you're getting it in a lambs and a high output version. Um, and two, it's, it's platforming. It's what all good manufacturers do. Um, but I haven't seen any other manufacturers quite going to the same extent. Like if you just talk with it, um, Z650, Ninja 650, um, they're all the same platform engine. Um, it's not quite to the same broad extent as Yamaha, but Yamaha's got a lot more sort of, it's a much bigger company than Kawasaki. Kawasaki's actually a, bit, a lot smaller than that. Honda, you've got your CB500, X500, 500R. Um, yeah, everyone Suzuki does Suzuki have got the uh, SV650, the V-Strom 650, all the same engine. Yeah, I see where you're going. It's yeah. just that Yamaha it's, seems to be doing it more. Like they've got, they've got. If you if you can if you forget about the the lambs and the full output high output versions, they've got what five bikes using the same engine. But good on them, and it's great to see the R7 out. But you mentioned Kawasaki, the KR, it's KLR is back. Yes. Um how do I do this? I've got something to show you, Ray, because it's currently sitting in my garage here. Oh, you'll have to turn garage. your background screen off. Yep, I'll have to turn off my virtual background. Um, oh, I can touch up my appearance. Um, how do I go to the... Well, Sorry. don't do that. Yeah. You might you might um, tax your computer a bit too much. Yes, there we go. My lovely messy garage. KLR, Hello. KLR650, the base model, um, and the really cool KTM Orange, because um, to the uninitiated, they think it's KTM, um, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing just yet. But yes, I've got the, <laughs> the KLR in uh, my possession, got it for a couple of weeks, um, thoroughly enjoying it. I've already taken it accidentally on some single track, um, performed really well, um, and yeah, um, I quite dig it. It's got a lot of things to like about it. A few things that are a bit iffy and weird, but overall it's really awesome to have the KLR back because it's a big thumper and it's affordable. It's, yeah, I, I dig it. I like the KLR. Good. So it's great to have the KLR back. Um, what <laughs> else? So we're, if you've just tuned, if you've just joined us, we're, we're doing our 2021 retrospective. Of course, it is uh, New Year's Eve tomorrow as we release this. So um, into a brand new year, 2022. Uh, we've got, we've had a lot of COVID lockdowns, Matt, and I feel for you, man. You've been stuck in COVID lockdown at home with wife and kids for how many weeks? Too now? long. Um, well, I'm out of lockdown now, thankfully. I'm not as bad as our mate Mike in Auckland, who's 100 days or more now, I think, as we record this. Um, yeah, it was definitely too long. It was over six weeks, um, and that meant no riding um, for me because I, I couldn't justify it, and B, I didn't really want to go around anywhere near places that had COVID. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was tough, really, really tough, and it caused so many cancellations. 
for it us. Sure not did. Only, um, so, oh heck, what what was it that we we're really looking forward to? Um, the cold oh, kiwi was, no, was a big one. The cold kiwi got postponed to later in the year, and I kind of personally dubbed it the warm kiwi. Uh, of course, that got uh, absolutely canned. Um, the yep. last ever brass monkey, though, didn't get cancelled. It happened. Yeah, that got in just before the lockdowns, I think. What, June? Yeah. Um, so that um, I'm really regretting not just spending the credit card and going down there and making that happen. Um, that would have actually been quite the event to go to. Um, and a lot of KR events um, or events that, you know, KR is involved in uh, – just narrowly avoided being cancelled and kind of got shunted out, got postponed. The GS Rally NZ got pushed out uh, numerous times, has now been pushed out to mid-January, as I understand. More information at um, motonz.com. Uh, Motoguzzi Tiki Tour. This was to celebrate 100 years of Motoguzzi as well. Um, it's now going to be 101 years. That's been pushed out to... Uh, to February, I believe. More information, as I said, at motonz.com. We'll, we'll update that page on the event, well, the events page of motonz.com as we get more updates to hand. But uh, two events, the GS Rally last year was absolutely brilliant. I was looking forward to it this year. Yeah. Oh, it's it was basically the GS Rally for me has become almost a guaranteed long weekend of riding with good people. Um, sort of to the, and every time I come out, I go, oh, yeah, I should really just like, bite the bullet and buy like an old Fundero or something and and get in on that GS culture, be an actual GS rider. Um, Cause it's just such a great event and it's open to every, everyone. Like as long as you got a bike, you can go along and enjoy it. Um, Veg always puts on such a great, um, not only just the event in general, but the riding route is amazing. It's always Last good food too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I was really gutted, um, each time that got pushed out cause it's meant to be riverhead, um, and going into the riverhead forest. And that's something I've always kind of wanted to do. Um, so hopefully I'm going to be there in January next month, but, um, we'll see how things pan out. Uh, something because- that was a, a bit more positive though, a big win, Courtney Duncan, three time women's motocross world champion. Yeah. It's awesome to see, uh, Courtney actually persevering and winning these days. She did it real tough for a long while there. Um, and now she's just, yes, as you say, three-time world women's motocross champion, our only New Zealand motorcycle champion, world champion right now. Um, I, she doesn't get the recognition she deserves, I reckon. She needs to be held on a pedestal and sort of displayed for all the country to see her greatness. 100%. <laughs> well done, Courtney Duncan. If we've missed anything in our 2021 retrospective, you know where the comments box is. Type it away in the comments box and let us know what we've missed, uh, and, and we'd thank you for that, for your input. Um, you can, of course, listen to the podcast on any podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and, of course, right here on YouTube as well. Matt, um, I'm going to throw you in the deep end. 2022 is just around the corner. What are you looking forward to? Well, I don't know if I, what I'm looking forward to these days because um, sort of last this last year I've sort of found looking forward to stuff um, is just a recipe for disappointment in this COVID era. Uh, but if I had to sort of, oh, if I had to say one thing, and right now it's something that's quite in, uh, ingrained in my head, is um, I'm quite looking forward to those MV Augusta adventure bikes. 
I'm hoping that um, Urban Moto Imports can get us over to Australia maybe or maybe put on an event for us here. Um, I'd love to give those things a go. Um, that's something I quite like the idea of. Um, but otherwise, I'm just really looking forward to uh, getting out and riding with the KR team again um, because, uh, yeah, it's not didn't make this year's highlight real because it technically happened uh, at the very end of 2020, but um, our 42 Traverse trip with the KR team, um, yeah, that was brilliant. And um, I miss that camaraderie and hanging out with the guys and just enjoying bike life. Um, so yeah, looking forward to a bit more of that. Hopefully, again, twenty twenty two. Hundred percent, couldn't you? agree more. I'm looking forward to the Norden nine hundred one. Can't wait to see that in the flesh, and hopefully, sling, sling a leg over and go for a ride. Uh, other things I'm looking forward to, yeah, going for rides with mates, catching up with you and Ben and Doug and Veg and and Jeff and um, Jock and the whole team, and going for more KR adventures. Um, and hopefully, Matt, we can team up and we can go and do the 40-second traverse as a bit of a catch-up over the uh, New Year break or early in 2022 as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got um, a couple of guys on the line that are quite keen to do it as well. Um, Tal from Derby, um, he's keen to do it on his DR. So, um, yeah, we might might have to create a one-day party sort of thing. We'll try and shoehorn an overnighter in there. Let's, we'll, we'll play by ear, shall we? <laughs> See how things go. Well, mate. <laughs> Uh, I'll raise my beer to you right now. Merry, well, it's not Christmas anymore. We've done with that. Happy New Year, and <laughs> thanks for uh, for all your time and energy on Moto, uh, on um, onthrottle.co.nz, and, of course, right here on Kiwi Rider Podcast. Yeah, hopefully this year I'll actually just manage to spend some more time actually doing the podcast um, instead of uh, putting children to sleep into the very late hours of the evening when they decide, no, oh, I don't want to go to sleep, Daddy. I want to party. Uh, so yeah hopefully I don't have any more tiny humans encroaching on my podcasting time because I've missed doing this hit that subscribe button hit that like button share the podcast and the video with a writing buddy of yours we are pumping out some content every Thursday all the way through January and we'll be back into normal transmission in February Uh, Matt we're going to do some reviews and we're going to bring some content from the magazine as well which is going to be brilliant Uh, go to kiwirider.co.nz and check out that magazine all the magazines the whole back catalogue for the last few years is right there free to read online for you so you can uh, you can get amongst all that Kiwi motorcycling action and otherwise uh, I've been Ray I've been Matt get the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time in the new year That's it for 2021. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Ride Forever, ACC's Ride Forever, who sponsored this episode of the podcast. Ride Forever courses. Riders who do a Ride Forever course, 27% less likely to crash and submitted a claim through ACC. How cool is that? 99% of riders say they've learnt something on a Ride Forever course, and 7 out of 10 riders say the course improved their riding skills. Go to rideforever.co.nz, do yourself a favour, get on a course, they're not that expensive, and worst case scenario, you spend a day out on your bike with like-minded individuals, maybe checking out some new roads. Go to rideforever.co.nz, have yourself a magical break. And thank you very much to ACC's Ride Forever for sponsoring this podcast and keeping it free and on the air.